welcome everyone to BG Mania, a video game music podcast found on Level Down Games that's posted every Wednesday morning on iTunes and Google Play. I'm Brian, joined as always by the lovable luchador, El Francaro. Hey guys. I am so excited for today's episode. I've been talking to El Francaro about it for a long time. We've even mentioned it on previous podcasts and episodes of BG Mania. Prepare yourself for some epicness. Prepare to headbang. There is just some great stuff coming. We have... I want to say we have 23 or 24 tracks to play for today's episode. We are, of course, doing another showcase episode. We are highlighting Ease 8, Lacrimosa of Dana. If you have not seen this game yet, my God, go check it out. Um, We have a text review on leveldowngames.com. We have a video review that's still doing very well on our YouTube channel, if you want to go look that up, um, just to kind of get my thoughts and opinions on the game. Now, this game releases um, yesterday, September 12th. The game comes out on September 12th. So as you're hearing this podcast on September 13th, the game is already available. Um, You absolutely, like I said, if you are a fan of action RPGs, if you're a fan of Ease, if you're a fan of Falcom in general, you owe it to yourself to get this game. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I've made this known on many, many episodes. I'm not the biggest RPG guy, but Ease is a series you have to, you just, you have to respect it. You have to love it. Mm-hmm. Falcom in general, excellent music through and through, 100%. They marry their RPGs and their music so perfectly. Yes. Uh, I mean, this, this song itself, very haunting, very sad sounding. That's literally what Lacrimosa means. Lacrimosa, uh, actually, it's, it's a reference from the Latin. H- hang on, is this an Alfred Carroll fact? Oh, this is like a little bonus Alfred Carroll fact. Okay. Lacrimosa, it, it means weeping or crying. Sure. It's actually it's, it's derived from Our Lady of Sorrows, the name that's actually given to Mary, Mother of Jesus Christ himself, okay. our Lord and Savior. Up, down, left, right. Um, B-A-B-A start. But you could feel that. Like, this, this, this song so perfectly you know, shows you this the sorrow mm-hmm. that is being portrayed, which uh, I, I haven't played this game yet. I do not know if there's a, a, a sorrowful event that uh, so this, this ties is, things together, but the, but the track this there, itself there's, sounded very sad. There's a lot of sorrow in this game, but this is the okay. track that you hear when you first start the game. Like this plays during the opening movie. That's what this is called. The opening version of this. There's if you, I think there's another version of Lacrimosa Adena later on, and I think I might have even have picked it for this episode. So it's just a, a different version of the same sounding song. Um, we do know that the Falcom sound team that composed this was Hayato Sonoto and or Takahiro Unisaga. Uh, the arrangement was done by Yokohiro Jindo. And the performance the, on violin, we have Akiko Nagano. The recording engineer was Koki Tochio. The assistant engineer was Tetsuya Matsuda. And the, it was recorded at Branch Studio. So we actually have a lot of information on the soundtrack. Uh, and I'm kind of glad because I like to give recognition to those that actually did the work. Now, have these have these uh, guys done the prior versions of uh, Ease? I, I I know they did uh, Ease Memory of uh, Salsetta. I'm fairly confident that they did. Uh, usually, it's the the Falcom sound team does pretty much everything, and it's usually the same guys involved. So, I'm willing right. to bet it's them. Um. But uh, let's keep moving forward. Like I said, we have a lot of tracks here that we're going to play. Like I said, we have uh, it is 24 tracks. So we're going to keep the the chatter between myself and El Carroll kind of light in between songs. I definitely want to highlight all of these tracks and um, we're probably going to play the entire song, just to be honest. Um, I I think these, you know, none of these loops. So we're not going to get anything that's, you know, you're hearing twice. So I think we owe it to this team and this game to play the entire songs because they're just so good. So speaking of good, let's go ahead and move into our second track here. This is A Modest Banquet at Lombardia. 
And that was a modest banquet at Lombardia. So the Lombardia is the ship that you start out on when the game begins. Um, you know, Adol is a famous adventurer. Everyone knows that in the in the realm of ease. Um, this just particular adventure it happened to take him on to, as a crew member, basically, of the Lombardia. And I'm not going to do any spoiler content, obviously, here in BG Mania. There's a little bit of spoiler content in uh, our review. If you want to go check that out again, it's on. you can find it on our YouTube channel or leveldowngames.com. Um, if you go to leveldowngames.com, you can actually see both the text and video review in the same article, so it might be worth it to go there. But, um, man, this just it's so good. Like, this just, it's the music I would expect to hear when I walk into a banquet. Yeah, I say it just, it has that very high adventure sound to it that I, I say, like, we're going on an adventure now. I love it. Yeah. And I love that Adol has been, like, the mainstay. Every know, single the entire, game. Every game. Like, it's, it, it's, it's so great, you know, because they kind of, Taking any other side character Absolutely. they wanted to know. Uh, Dogi is in every game as well. That's his basically his sidekick. Yes. Um, and I love Dogi. <laughs> but so a modest banquet at Lombardia. We know it was composed by Hayato Sonoda and Takehiro Unisaga once again. So these two generally, they're probably the two that are going to be doing a majority of these tracks today. But some of them are different. We're going to give recognition after each track to the people that composed it. Even if it's the same two guys, we're going to repeat it over and over again because they deserve the recognition. These guys are amazing. Like I said, the Falcom sound team, I think they're the best in the business. I really do. They, they really are talented. Um, trust me, we're going to say it over and over and over again. We're going to beat it into your heads, but yes. Falcom, my God, just absolute masterpieces. Yes. And I, I, I listen to this music all day, every day. Yeah, and it's not just their music. Their games are so good, too, and that's what I love about them. They are just amazing. Um, but let's keep it moving forward. Our third track today, Deadly Temptation. And that 
was Deadly Temptation. So this is the music that you hear just regular battles walking around the field. Epic. Awesome. Oh, it's my God. Pure <laughs> epic. This is the only word to describe it. <laughs> um, again, the team responsible for this was Hayato Sonoda and Takehiro Unisaga. So um, these guys are just amazing. And we, you, you, you and I were just joking around. Like I set today's episode up kind of like to feel like a concert. So, you know, we had this the slow opening and then we got some some big stuff coming up here, like some epic rock sounding stuff, because that's generally the type of music that are in Falcom games. And realistically, man, I think anytime a Falcom game releases, I think we need to do a spotlight on it just because these games deserve it. And, and truth be told, we could probably go back and showcase games that already came out too. I will not fight you on that whatsoever. No, I think, I mean, I think it's, I think it's worth doing because it's just, and, and you even hit the nail on the head when we were listening to this, the music is unique and they always, they always are unique. I mean, cause like when we listen to tracks, you know, we listen to Jedi, I'm like, you know, this has, this has a little bit of this, this has a little bit of that. I heard nothing. This is completely unique and original. And I loved yeah, every second of it. It's speed metal. It's literally just speed metal. <laughs> uh, I, I even joked to Brian. Can you imagine trying to play this on guitar? Yeah. Like, or, <laughs> um, I would love to see this live. Joe, it's time for our first uh, official Alfred Carroll fact of the episode. Oh, just the official one. Okay, yeah. This is official, right? Back, back by popular demand. Uh, we did hear that the Alfred Carroll facts were a, were a big hit. So, all right, this is gonna be a little two parter. First, first things first. Do you know how old the E series turns this year? Um, twenty five. Ah, the big three zero. Oh, okay. It started in 87. Um, it's the most popular Falcom game. Dang, I was thinking, I was thinking early 90s, so that's why I went with 25. Uh, well, it, honestly, that's it's a fair assessment because they started on the the, the Japanese um, PC, the NEC PC 8801. Uh-huh. But they, uh, as far as like actual titles being released on systems, listen, listen to the spread of systems. Ready? Yeah. We have the X1, the X1 Turbo, the MSX2, the FM 7-77. That's not the, the F- Xbox people. The no. X1. <laughs> <laughs> the, the FM 77 AV, the NEC PC 9801, and the uh, the X6800. The, uh, I say the 68,000. I'm sorry. Those were all um, the, Japanese the um, P- PC uh, things. You also, this also came on a Master System, yeah. Sega Mega Drive, Sega Saturn, the Famicom, Super Famicom, uh, Nintendo DS, PC, Apple II, PS2, PSP, PlayStation Vita, PS4, TurboGrafx CD, mobile phone, and the Wii Virtual Console. Now, this is the entire series or just the original game? That is just the E series in general. Okay, so, uh, they, so, they, so yeah, so, so the entire so they, they, series. So they, they, they spread every, everything except for Xbox. Uh, oh, go figure. <laughs> no. But, yeah, uh, so se- uh, the, but the E series, just want to kind of wrap this up here. Second, uh, it has the most titles for a series, second only to one other game Final Fantasy. That, Final Fantasy, of yep, course. Absolutely. But yeah, but, but, but they're deaf, but they're close. They're neck and neck. <laughs> it has more than Dragon Quest, because Dragon Quest more- is up to 11. Yeah, the E series has, because we're also counting um, the side, side games and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know, like, if you look at the official timeline, there's only like seven or eight E's games, but some of those have compi- combined like two or three games in it as well. So. Yeah, Lacrimosa of Dana is, a, is the official 16th release throughout the entire span. Wow, okay. Uh, good to know. Um, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ease, I, like I said, I, well, like I said it in my review, if you made me choose a Falcom release that was my favorite, I probably would go with Ease. But I do have to say that the Legend of Heroes series, which, you know, it's Trails in the Sky, Trails of Cold Steel, 
that is an epic series as well. And really, you can't go wrong with any Falcom game. You just can't. You can't. I mean, their, their music by and far, their gameplays are fun. Like I said, I, El Francaro's a fan. And it, it, to get me to play a Japanese RPG, you have to kick, take me kicking and screaming. Not for the E-Series. For the E-Series, I'm right there with you. I, I, I'm probably first in line. Yeah, and I can't wait for you to play this game. I think you're going to love it. Soon. I promise you soon. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and move on to our next track. We have the Sunshine Coastline. And that was the Sunshine Coastline, composed again by Hayato Sonata and Takehiro Unisaga. This is this the song that you hear when you're just walking around, like on an actual field. Like, how awesome is that? This is your normal walking music. This is, <laughs> it's so good. 
I love it. <laughs> this music is so good. I, I, I want to have its babies. Like, it's, it's, it's that great. It's... Yeah. I, but, but, I, but, not, but, but not literally because, you know, that would hurt. Right. No, I, I am absolutely impressed by the soundtrack, though. Like, everything that we're going to hear today is just so good. These, these, you've gone what four for four so far on excellent songs for me. No, so we're gonna go twenty four for twenty four. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, say we might have the perfect run. I promise you, we will. You guys, you don't understand. Brian's been hyping this up to me. He's like, I can't wait to do this episode. I can't wait to do this episode. I'm like, I how think good? It's gonna be our best one yet. I really I'm, do. I'm, I'm like Brian. How good could this music actually be? I, I'm feeling the hype right now. I'm, I'm a f- yeah. I really think it's gonna be our best one. Um. So let's just let's let's waste no time to getting to the next track. So let's jump to track number five here. We have the Drifting Village. And that was The Drifting Village, again composed by the duo of Hayato Sonata and Takehiro Unisaga. This is the music that you're going to hear in like your village that you've built up in any little time, like any of these little settlements that you originally come to, uh, at least initially in the game. This is what you're going to hear. This is beautiful. This is just straight up. This is straight up just town music. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. And we are going to do a town theme. Probably, I would say probably sometime after the first of the year. We do have BG Manias planned through the end of 2017 and into the first couple weeks of 2018. But we are going to schedule that town themes episode in. Uh, I had someone reach out to me and saying, you know, that they wanted us to do it. So I think we got to do it. That sounds like a good episode. So, um, and that one we'll get to go back and forth and pick our favorite, uh, pick our favorite town themes. So, I thought that's a cool idea. I like that. Yeah. So, but no, um, this one here, man, it's it's such a, like I said, it's so good. 
Um, I'm looking here. I wanted to. I pulled up Hayato Sonato, uh, one of the guys who has been responsible for every single one of these tracks. So he did uh, some of the work on the Legend of Heroes series for Falcom. He obviously does Ease, and it, it, he started with Ease one and two. So there you go. He, he's been doing Ease since the beginning. He does Zway for them. Um, he does the Xanadu series as well. So, yeah, he's legitimately he's. Pure Ease, like, or not Pure Ease, uh, Pure Falcom. He's only worked on Falcom games, and he's worked on every single game for Falcom. There you go. So this, this guy is a absolute legend, and that is uh, Hayato Sonoda. Man. Um, I'm, glad, I'm, glad, I'm glad that, you know, that we have someone who's stayed with it the entire series. He's, you know, he's the, he's the eight all we all deserve. <laughs> yeah, I mean, clearly this, wow, just his music is so inspiring. I absolutely love it. Um, okay, well, let's go ahead and move forward to our next track. We have A Footprint in the Wet Sand. And that was a footprint in the wet sand. Again, composed by Hayato Sonata and Takihiro Unisaga. So this is the music that you're going to hear anytime the uh, the game transitions and you go like to a sandy area or a beach area. This song kicks in. Uh, man, just epic! Another good freaking song. Wow, it really is. Like it's not, when, I read, when I read the title, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a nice little jaunty uh, C tune. <laughs> No, no, you hit me with the rock. It's still gonna, just, it's still gonna blow your hair back, and it's gonna just you know absolutely amazing. Um, love it. Yeah. 
So I looked up uh, Takahiro Unisaga now. Uh, it looks like his first tra- or first piece of work that he worked for for Falcom. Again, he's only done Falcom games. Uh, but his first one was Xanadu Next in 2005. So he hasn't been around for as long as the other guy has. But since then, he's been doing every single game as well since Ease came out. So these guys are the dynamic duo for sure. <laughs> you know what, know what I think it's time for, Brian? Uh, I know, Frank Carroll. Oh, fact. okay, okay, okay. Uh, look, the E series, Ease 2. Yeah. Introduce magic spells to the series. Okay. Like shooting. It also introduced the ability to transform into a monster, which allowed you to scare both human and non-player characters, and gave you the unique dialogue passages that it's been known uh, going forward in the future. Nice. Plus, you could also interact with like non-boss monsters, so like you actually you know you look like a monster and talk to the bad guys. That's yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> I like when games do that. That's a neat. That's a neat mechanic. I love that. It's, it's, I've always loved that because like, I always like to see the branching uh, paths of like dialogue, which, which you can which you, which you can actually get away with. Yeah, absolutely. I love doing um, you know exploring routes that maybe aren't common, especially in games like The Witcher or things like Mass Effect, where they have like these branching paths. So, man, that would be cool if if Ease actually did branching paths too. I think that would be really cool, actually. How long would the game be if we did branching paths? Oh my god! This, this one, Ease Eight in particular. Here's a little uh, Brian fact for you for this for this particular episode. Copyright infringement. <laughs> Ease Eight is the longest game in the Ease series. So Ease normally is. You know, you can maybe get through it in 10 hours to maybe 15 tops. This game takes anywhere from 35 to 55 hours, depending on how much. Oh, nice. That's actually something I wanted to hear. I want it to be a long game. So this game, um, you know, they they definitely have added a lot more to it. It's the most robust game in the franchise. There's so much to do. And like I said, they they made it specifically so that this would be the longest game because they're transitioning it now to a more full-fledged RPG. Obviously, they have like the Legend of Heroes series. Like the the trails in the trails of cold steel that I just recently finished was seventy five hours, uh, so it's still not nearly as long as that franchise. And I don't know how long Tokyo Xanadu is going to be. I can't wait to get my hands on that. I I hope Axis is almost done localizing it because it's still supposed to come out later this year, um, sometime in the fall still. So hopefully I'll be playing that. I hope it doesn't come out in October. Um, realistically, let me bl- please don't. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it comes out in November or maybe even December. But um, I want to play that and I want to see how long that one is too. But uh, all right, well, let's go ahead and transition to our next song. We have Woods of Elevated Coral Reef.
And that was Woods of Elevated Coral Reef, again composed by the duo of Heyoto Sonata and Takehiro Unisaga. This is like, it's not fast like some of the stuff we've been hearing, but it's very melodic, still able to capture so much emotion in just a, you know, a couple minutes. And I love it. This is a great track. It really is. Uh, I was like, I even asked you, like, when does this play? Because like, I was, I was trying, trying to build the picture in my mind. Right. Um, and it's funny because like when I listen to the soundtrack, um, like I said, it's it's fifty five tracks. I implore you all, if you like what you're hearing in BG Mania, go out and listen to the soundtrack. Support the Falcom sound team; they are so good. Um, but some of the tracks, even though I finished the game, I couldn't remember exactly where they played at. And I like that, like, you know, not knowing exactly where music happens. C- granted, I remember hearing a lot of these songs and I remember hearing a majority of these songs, but I get so lost in the music and lost in the games when I'm playing that, like, I don't tend to remember everything. And that's what I like. Like, it's just lets me escape. It takes me to a place. You know, I like to pretend I'm actually there and it's so much fun. I love it. Uh, this, this is a good track. I can't wait to hear what we have next. Yeah, well, speaking of next, we have a little oh. song called The Crimson Fighter. And that was Crimson Fighter. So, again, a little play on, on what we got here. So, Adol being the main character, he has red hair. So, we have the Crimson Fighter. <laughs> Very reminiscent of the Fairly Odd Parents and the Crimson Chin. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. I remember that. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Ah oh, man, but I, I such a great song. I mean, like just one hundred percent, one hundred percent, ten thousand percent battle music. Not even a question in my mind. No, it, it is. It's. Uh, I believe it's a boss battle music. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm remembering correctly. Now, are you familiar with the earlier Ease games? I am. I've played them all. Now, uh, if you remember the earlier Ease games, uh, the battle system was completely different. Uh, you only ever used the directional pad. Yes. Uh, it, yeah, you're right. It, Absolutely. It'll actually just to run into the enemies. You have to. It, it, it was more of like a pinball kind of mechanic, and that was done intentionally because you know most RPGs were turn based. Yeah. This time, you know, Adol is you know just automatically attacking, walking into enemies, and they, they called it the bump system. Uh-huh. The idea was you know, you'll get more replayability instead of just grinding out, trying to go for like a high score kind of deal, which is pretty cool. And they did have, that was the first three games in the series. It was all like that. They broke stride for four. I remember that. Yeah. Now that you say that, I absolutely remember that. That's cool. I like that. It's always pretty cool. Uh, just, it, it was something different. It was something that we know we weren't, you know. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, that's that's what I like about Ease is that they've always kind of been different. So I really like that. Um, but let's keep it moving forward there after that nice little El Francaro fact. We have Yesterday in Itania. And that was Yesterday in Itania. That is such a beautiful track. Obviously composed by Hayato Sonata and Takehiro Unisaga. Um, this one takes place, obviously, in Itania. So, like I said, I'm avoiding spoilers here. So, uh, Of course. But, uh, man. This song I even, back I, even lo- I even love that the composer's last name is Sonata. Which is you know, just a, a, a kind of like soft song. Like it's Right. Well, it's... Uh, uh, it's spelled different, of course. Yeah, of course it's spelled different. But um, I'm probably, who knows, I might even be pronouncing it wrong. 
But uh, no, I think we're pronouncing it right. Maybe he pronounces it wrong. <laughs> I love this track so much. Like I said, I, I obviously you are more of the upbeat rock kind of feeling for, for music and games. I really like the whole melodic, slow style, uh, emotional type stuff. And this one just nails that for me. And it just makes me so happy to hear this song. I love this track. I right, so so far you haven't had a bad track yet, and I'm I'm loving that. I'm, I'm really digging the fact that we might go 24 for 24 on perfect uh, songs. We absolutely are going to, and to, to prove that, we'll go ahead and move to our tenth track of the episode. We have overcome the rocky path. <laughs> that was overcome the rocky path so freaking good man it's so good i just saw the word rock in the title i'm like yes i'm going to love this song and i love it from the very yeah from the the, the first opening rift uh this is obviously again composed by hiyoto sonoda and uh, takahiro unisaga um it's just i absolutely one, one thing i really like about the falcom sound team is that they don't loop their tracks so instead of looping it, they, on the official soundtrack, they just fade it out. Like, however long it is, whether it be a minute to a minute and a half to two minutes, to even some of them are three minutes, it's all unique stuff. Like, you're not rehearing the same thing in, the, in these tracks, and I freaking love that. Yeah, this is, this is so great, man. I, like, I can't wait. I cannot wait to play this game. I mean, so, so where does this game take place? The game takes place yeah. on, a, uh, on a deserted island. Uh, the, the, the Cannon Islands? 
No, it's uh, that's a different one. It's a uh, it's a island that I think was made specifically for this game, the Siren Island. I don't know that. Okay, okay, yeah, because I know he's been to Asteria, Calcetta, Falcana, Xandria. Yeah, 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 but this. this so I, I, that's this, what I say. Maybe like this, it's a new land altogether. A new land altogether. It's a mysterious land. It's deserted, and I'm not going to tell you why. But, no, no, please, please don't, please yeah. don't. <laughs> um, but no, this one takes place there on. The, it's called Siren Island. So. All right. All right. So. A new area. I like that. I mean, just that, that, that's friggin' Adolf for you. He's always in the Absolutely. right place at the right time when something somewhere, happens. and he's he's gonna be the center of, of whatever's happening. So, so something's always <laughs> going, something's always going down for this poor guy. It's, you know, it's it's for him to to save the day. But it's for our benefit. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our next track. This is track number eleven for today. This is Jen D Arms. And that was Gen D Arms. Another fantastic freaking track. This is another, I believe this is another boss battle song, if I'm not mistaken. It was pretty epic. It was pretty badass. Yeah. Uh, obviously, by our by our dynamic duo of Heioto Sonata and uh, Takahiro Unisaga, 
I feel like everything that we're playing, I know I saw other tracks on here that actually had different composers, um, maybe like a different name every now and then, but I feel like everything I chose was by these two guys. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why though. These are, these are awesome tracks. Yeah. These, these are absolutely amazing. Um, but no, uh, like I said, every single track on this soundtrack is just incredible. Do we have a Frank Caro fact for this one or do we not? Um, this song is pretty. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like a weak El Francaro fact to me. Uh, the word gendarmes uh, actually means like uh, a part of like the heavy cavalry in French. There you go. So there you go. That's so a good, that's so, a good so, so, so so it would make sense if if uh, I don't want I don't know what this battle is, but maybe if you're fighting something big and recognized, sure, it would it would make sense. So there you go. That's a good fact. I think that's good enough. We'll let you pass on that one. All right, next time, Gadget. Next time. <laughs> All right. Well, let's check out the next track. Uh, this is track number 12. We have a red line 021. And that was Redline Zero Two One. That's real. That's probably one of the most one of the most unique ones I think we've heard today. Like they had a little bit of the Arabian flair to it almost. And yeah, how, and then the ending to that song. The did second one. The, <laughs> the entire second half to that song was the end to that song. <laughs> it just kept building up to this epic ending. It was so cool. Like, like I said, um, it started and you would think it's about to you know conclude. And then it just keeps going and going and going and going. I love that. Like I said, this is definitely, I think, the most unique one we've played so far. And it's a rock and tune. I, I, I like it. 
Uh, since, since I kind of cheaped you on uh, Elfric Herofac last time, I'm going to hit you with a good one now. Okay, sure. Uh, do you know who the voice for Adol is in this game? For this game? This game. He rarely speaks. Uh, he, he rarely speaks, but he also spoke in the, in the last game as well. Same voice actor. Yeah. I don't know. It's, a, it's Bryce Pappenbrook, uh, who... I know the enemy name. Fans, I know the name. He, he, uh, Aaron Yeager in uh, Attack on Titan. Okay. He's done a lot of video games, too. He's done, uh, he's done a lot of video games. Um, what do I, I actually have a list right here he of was, video games he, he's done. He was in, I know for a fact he was in uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X. Persona 5. He was Mr. Haruda. Yeah. Uh, he was in Horizon Zero Dawn as Bast. Uh... He's in a, a lot of Theodore and Persona Q, Shadow of the Labyrinth, Japanese games, a lot of Japanese games, yeah. the Shin Megami Tensei series. He's all over it. Yep, yeah, he's that's a, he's a he's a famous one. He's one of the. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I, I definitely see his name a lot in credits, and uh, when I because every time I look up uh, or play a new RPG, I always go to behind the voice actors and check out who uh, who actually is the cast in this game. So. I'm- other than Aaron Yeager, my favorite credit to his name is he was Ukulele Man in Space Dandy. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of space, let's move on to our 13th track. Next step toward the unknown.
And that was Next Step Toward the Unknown. So this track here, obviously, um, our, our duo of Hayoto Sonata and Takehiro Unisaga, composers once again. But this one actually plays when you are heading towards a different section of the island. So it's pretty cool because, you, you know, you had this area you've been exploring and going over, you know, time and time again. And then finally a new section opens up and you start progressing towards it and this track kicks in. Oh, that's pretty cool. I, I, that makes sense. And literally a next, next step, step to the unknown. The unknown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I do For, like how some of their tracks are just literally named. Yeah, it's, it's, it's right, right, right there on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> just like the uh, the waterfall puzzle from the Mario Plus Rapids um, BG Mania we did the other day. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that played during that puzzle at the waterfall. Uh, absolutely. But no, another epic sounding track. I mean, like like we keep saying, every single song. I mean, it's just we haven't played a bad one yet. We really haven't. No. Uh, what is it? Is it our fourteenth? It's our thirteenth in a row. That's been an excellent track. Yeah, yeah. We're heading towards a fourteenth, and, and since you've already mentioned it, we might as well just go ahead and jump right to number fourteen. We have the Great Plains Pangea.
And that was Great Plains Pangea, or Pangaea, as uh, El Francaro might want to correct me on. <laughs> me correct you? Never. Pangaea. Um, <laughs> no. So, yeah, yeah, so apparently this is just music that you hear yeah, generally just, out in the field. Yeah, just another another field track um, and another epic field track, if I may say so. Just like I said, everything in this game is so good. All right, well, let's jump to track number 15. We have One Dream, One Reality. And that was One Dream, One Reality. Slowing it down for you here on BG Mania. Obviously, that was composed once again by Heyoto Sonata and Takehiro Unisaga. I love this track. Like I said, I'm, really I'm a big it's, fan it's, of the slow stuff. So It was nice and slow. It was, it was chilling. It was, I, I, I enjoyed every second of the song. Yeah, it was so good. All right. Um, so the creators of the E-Series, uh, Hashimoto and Miyazaki, yeah. they actually left Nihon Falcom and found a quintet in uh, 89. Yeah. Now, Quintet is what went on to make some of the most famous, awesome RPGs we've ever heard of, such as Illusion of Gaia. Go figure with the the, the, the planes of uh, Pangaea. Yeah. Uh, Terra Nigma. Uh, they Soul Blazer, and they were they helped develop and support uh, a game that is very near and dear to Brian's heart, Shinmu. Yes, they absolutely did. Um. No, I've actually heard of them, too. So, obviously, I mean, I've played probably... I don't think I've played everything you just mentioned, but i played at least three of those. They've also the Act Razor and Act Razor 2, so those I'm are pretty great. sure you've played those. Those are great. Those actually are the original games that you can actually build, like, cities in. Yes. Um, very. It's like kind of like where Dark Cloud got the idea from, and I, I always talk about how Dark Cloud is one of my favorite RPG series of all time. 
So I absolutely love that mechanic. And yeah, Accurator is so good. I love that game. But um, no, so let's go to our next track, which is just simply titled Dana. And that was Dana. Again, if you go back, uh, if you remember the beginning of the BG Mania where we played the opening track, the Lacrimosa of Dana, the opening version, a lot of what you heard there is just a reprise of some of the stuff that you heard in that track. Uh, once again, composed by Hayato Sonata and Takahiro Unisaga. So, these guys are excellent. Hey, they're good. You know, for me, you know, I hear that there is no Dana, there is only Zul. <laughs> Ghostbusters, thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> No, and you're asking. And you're, you're asking yourself right now. You're like, do you have an old friend Carafact? And I do not. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I've run out. <laughs> actually, I actually do have one. Uh, East Five, 
was actually super Famicom exclusive. Yeah. Okay. Um, but they gave Adol a jump and a manual attack, and it was criticized as being just too easy of a game. Sure. So they so so Falcom actually had to put out East Five Expert mm -hmm. just to undo those things because the, the, there was such a fervor over uh, this game just being a walk in the park. <laughs> that makes sense because East traditionally is usually a challenging game, and. You know, if you just add and, and totally shake up the formula and make it easier, the fans, which like the challenge, are going to voice their opinions. So yeah, yeah they panned it pretty hard, but they were happy with the uh, the expert version. Yeah, I've, that, I've that, always liked how challenging the games are. Honestly, I, I love me a good challenge in a game. Don't don't make it frustratingly hard to the point that like it's not fun to play. But right. If, if you if you want if you want to make an uphill battle, as long as I can win through attrition, if I can eventually get better and better and better. Sign me up. Yeah, and obviously through RPGs, you do that by leveling up. So exactly. So listen, you'll, you'll yeah. slowly get your way there. Uh, but you know, don't. There, there's some games out there whose names are escaping me, but like some games are literally broken to the point that they can't be played. Sure. No, I, I totally get that. Yeah, and like you know, if you get to a point, there's literally nothing you can do, and you followed the rules, and you've done everything you can do, and you just can't. You know, it's, there's something that's broken, causing you not to win or not to be able to win. That sucks. I hate when games. You know. When when it don't go through enough Q and A and all that stuff, so that that's always a bad thing. But luckily, none of that actually happens in Ease. Not in Ease. Ease is a good series. Ease is a good Respect. series. They know what they're doing. <laughs> all right. Well, let's jump to our next track. We have the Eclusian Dance.
And that was the Eclusian Dance. Another great, upbeat song that just makes you want to get up and dance. I, I could see that, like, something like this being played, like, around, like, a fire, kind of, kind of like a festival. Right. This one, if I remember correctly, this plays when you meet a particular character, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, once again, obviously composed by Hiyoto Sonata and Takehiro Unisaga, but it was arranged by Mitsuo Singa. So we do have a new name in there. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, this track, like I said, great. It's just obviously coming off of... Uh, uh, a couple slow ones there that kind of get back into the groove of things, get back into an upbeat tempo. So let's move forward to our 18th track for the episode. We have The Leaning Tower of Baja. was The Leaning Tower of Baja, once again composed by Hayato Sonata and Takahiro Unisaga. I like how this one starts slow, and then you just get up to this whole cinematic, um, epic feeling. Um, it's just, like I said, everything that you're hearing, it's so different. Obviously, it's all evoking the same feeling, at least the majority of the songs. They all come from a rock background. 
And see, now, like what I felt with this one was like, hey, we're going to storm this epic keep. Like that's the kind of the, like, yeah. Like, like, like we came, we just came upon this area. Now we're going to go and just going to go wreck things. That's how I felt. Right. This. And yeah, like I said, like everything has like this rock background for the most part, but. It's so cool how talented these guys are because even though, like I said, this soundtrack is 55 tracks deep, but each one, even though it feels very you know heavily influenced by rock and metal, they can all sound so different, and I just love that. I absolutely do. It's so good. That was, that's great. I think I'm going to hit you with one more L. Frank Carroll fact. Oh, just one. Uh, we have more tracks. Well, we have more uh, tracks. Well, then maybe we'll get more in between them. Uh, <laughs> so the E series yes. was actually one of the first video games to use a CD-ROM. Okay. Uh, it was also one of the first games to ever be localized with English uh, voice dubbing. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. And E's one and two, uh, the combined version. I feel like you just blew three Alfred Caro fracks in one. That's all I got is facts. <laughs> uh, but the. Uh, they actually won the game of the year in 1990 for the because we have is ease one and two were both supposed to be separate games, but they were really separate. You know, but they both be one game. I apologize, but they were released separately. Then they were re-released as a combined game. Yes, uh, and that won game of the year in 1990. Nice, very cool. There you go. There Fun you facts. Go. Now you know. Now you just got three and one. Yeah, it's all I got is facts for you guys. Just wait till you hear the next one. It's gonna be good. He's got to find it first, though. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move on to the next track. We have Oceanos.
And that was Oceanos from Ease 8 Lacrimosa of Dana, composed once again by Hayoto Sonata and Takehiro Unisaga. Um, you had mentioned wondering who the guitarist was, and I really do think it's that Hayoto Sonata. Um, I saw a video like of a, of a behind the scenes, and he's definitely the one that is most hands-on with this music. So I'm assuming he has the most, you know, to do with these tracks. I would see him. I would go watch him live. Like, yeah, it would like be in a heartbeat. It would be, heartbeat, it would be like. epic. I would totally go. Even if, I mean, I don't know that he would ever come over to the, the states, but uh, if he did, I would be there. If you want to stay in a basement apartment on Long Island, you're more than welcome. <laughs> there, there is room on this couch. <laughs> we could set up a studio here. You will need, to, but if you enter my house, you will need to wear a mask. <laughs> the unspoken rule. The, the, the house that only luchas live in yes she has <laughs> life <laughs> but no clearly another awesome um sounding track i believe it's another boss battle so just every boss in this game just has an epic sounding track to go along with it and it's just so cool i absolutely love that so that was awesome yep but we now have we are down to five tracks left so we're almost done with today's episode but I think these last five tracks are definitely going to uh, gonna impress everybody. So for number 20, we have The Garden of Selen.
And that was the Garden of Selen. A very slow song to uh, to kick off the last five. It's slow and it makes me sad. It's a good track. I love this one. I, I didn't, did I say it was a bad track? No. Did I, Brian? You no. stupid idiot. I think that... <laughs> <laughs> I think that this might be my favorite slow piece from the soundtrack, though. It was very pretty. I'm not yeah, gonna, no, uh, it's gorgeous. Um, but it definitely, it, it definitely made me sad. So I'm, I'm assuming this is like a tender moment in the game. Yeah. They're, like and if, said, it, and if it is, once again, do not spoil it. No, me, but or I will are, come over and I will beat you to death <laughs> with your copy of Persona 4. There are a lot of Persona 4. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There are a lot of sad moments in this game. There really are. So, I mean, a lot of the sad, the, the slower pieces you're hearing, they, they fit the mood, obviously, that they're, they're trying to portray. So. They're just like I said. They're geniuses when it comes to music. And they always, I say, they always have been. They, they match their music and their gameplay so perfectly. Yeah, and again, composed by Hayato Sonata and Takahiro Unisaka. So, um, let's go ahead and move on to our twenty-first track for this episode. We have Theos Day Endrogram. <laughs>
And that was Theos de Androgram. You weren't, uh, you, you obviously said this was not the best one that we've heard today. It's not a bad song at all. But no, it's I mean, not, it's if, not if, bad. If, 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 if I'm rating them, this was not the strongest one. I still, uh, I still like it. I, I still think that we haven't played a bad track. No, we, ha- we haven't. Uh, you're not going to catch me saying that yet because I've enjoyed every song. I'm just saying objectively compared to what I've heard previously, this is not, this is not the strongest of the set. Sure. Uh, once again, right. composed by it's, it's, Sonata and Tom. It's, 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 like, it's like saying, what's the best Beatles song? All right. They're all great. Eh. It's Hey Jude. Maybe. Okay. There are some, there are some fantastic Beatles songs. I, I know. Hey Jude. I, it's the best. I don't know that that, hey, I don't know that Hey Jude is the best. It's universally uh, known that it's the best. <laughs> you know what else is universally known? Al Frank Carofax. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, up until 2005, there's only three E's games available in North America. Sure. Um, so there was actually a good 13 year gap where we got nothing, but uh, it, it, this broke when the Capcom, I was there, Konami, I apologize, uh, came out with E6 uh, Arc of Napetism. Yes. I can't pronounce that. Napishtim. I always say Napishtim. <laughs> That's exactly what I say. Yeah, so, uh, so we, we had a bit of a dry spell there. And unfortunately, that happens a lot with Japanese games. There's so many great games that are on backlog that yeah. we want to have localized. We want to play these games. Uh, they're not, not, even, not even all just JRPGs, just Japanese games in general. In general we just absolutely. want. Just, you know, if we spoke Japanese, we'd be playing so many more games. Yeah, I would have been able to play Shining Residence, which never got localized. <laughs> um, yeah, but- but hopefully it's all revenued within the next uh, few years. Yeah, but we we just mentioned this in um, in game oracles yesterday while watching trailers. But um, there are so many Japanese localization companies out there now. So we have yes. NAS America, we have Idea Factory International, we still have Exceed going strong, we have Axis Games, and then there's other ones like um, uh, Actil is doing a few things every now and then. Um, and there's there's more that are slipping my mind right now. There's like I said, the big four are Idea Factory International, NIS America, Exceed, and Axis. But then there's a handful of other smaller ones too. And then there's all, there's always still one springing up. Like there actually was just another localization company that started um, at the tail end of 2016, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe even early 2017. Uh, I got the press release in my email. So I mean, you know, the, there are still more companies that are jumping into the localization business and trying to get these games over from Japan because to be honest they don't have to sell an immense amount to be profitable they only have to sell a you know a a, 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 a decent amount not a lot but a decent I mean it's true I mean like Xseed they actually uh, they purchased the fan script for uh, the, the Ease Oath of uh, Felgana yeah uh, and, then, and then that's that's the reason that's the version we got. We actually didn't get the the actual localization. We just got the we got the fan script. It's and usually the fan scripts are, are pretty dead on too. So I mean, and like I said, and, and they've been doing. I think they did uh, E seven, if I'm not mistaken. XE has done everything except for E eight. There you go. Yeah. See. Yeah. So the the that's they were they were actually a little upset when NIS America got the contract to do E eight instead of them. So. <laughs> yeah. Um. But no, so we will jump to our next track, which is the 22nd of the episode. We have three left. This one is called Maya.
And that was Maya. Another slow-sounding track. And I like this one, too. I, really I like, like this, this one. This, this is a good song. Yeah, this one is excellent. Composed by Hayato Sonata and Takihiro Unisaga, once again. Who would have thought, right? Who figure? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this is just another, like I said, another slow-sounding track. Absolutely, like I said, just gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I have not a bad thing to say about this one. We have two tracks left. And the second to last, we have The Origin Della Vita. That was the origin della vita, another freaking rocking track, and it's totally yeah. original. So good. I would say it sounded like nothing I've heard before. I love that. Yeah, but that's what goes back to what I just said uh, a couple tracks ago. That like I said, all these songs, um, most of these tracks have a basis in rock and metal, but just the fact that these guys can come up with these unique compositions, these unique sounding songs every single time, obviously once again, composed by Heioto Sonata and Takahiro Onisaga. Um, just, I just would like to watch them work like, and how they come up with these melodies, how they come up with these just beats, because it's just so good. Absolutely. I mean, they're so, so talented. Um, I guess it's time for our final little set of El Francaro facts yeah. for uh, the E-Series. So, uh, as you know, many times, um, 
it all starts as adventures, drifting ashore to sea after some kind of mishap. Sure. Either his boat breaks up or he's shot at Roman warships or he, or he falls overboard. Yeah. Uh, so uh, though he even jokes about it in E7 saying uh, Adel's uh, horrible luck with boats. That's why you always notice that uh, you always start with the weakest equipment, despite having you know obtained you know stronger weapons, armor, accessories, yeah, stuff throughout the whole game. Every single time. Uh, it, 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 I like to call that the uh, the Link syndrome. Where, absolutely, you know, absolutely. Uh, and there's rarely any mention of all the equipment that he's actually gathered in his previous adventures, but it's mm. highly implied that he loses his equipment all the time due to all his maritime mishaps. So. Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, it totally fit the story too. So. It does, you know. I mean, like for, for Link, it makes no sense other than it's always being a different series. It's always hero. a different Link, yeah. Yeah, but it's, but this is always the same. Also, I like the fact that he's just he's just horrible with boats. He loses his stuff. It, it, it's what it, it is what it is. <laughs> so good, so good. Um, okay, well, our last track for today, we're going to talk about it now. It's the uh, the credits theme, the everlasting transuient. So, this is the song, obviously, that you hear when the credits play out. Uh, so when you're listening to this as we play it out, you're going to hear the reprise of the Dana theme, the reprise of the whole, the, the entire basic theme of Lacrimosa of Dana, mixed with some awesome Spanish guitar work. I have to say, uh, oh, absolutely. it is incredible. It's so great how they, how they got those two together. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. It, like I said, this this definitely has been, I think, my favorite episode of BG Mania so far. And it's hard to rank them because I think they've all been good. Um, I like every single theme that we've done so far. I like every track that we've played. But this one here, I just, like I said, I've been so looking forward to it. When we decided to do the spotlight on Ease, we actually decided early in August to do this. And I've been preparing ever since. Like I said, I've been slowly listening to the soundtrack. Um, I've, I've had the game myself for almost a month now um you know nis america sent the the review copies out extremely early so i've been playing this game and even though i finished it before the review went out i still go back to it and play it every now and then i'm still working to try to see if i can get the platinum trophy um you know i haven't stopped playing it because it's just good and i just am having a lot of fun with the game so i and and as as we, we t- you and i talked about this off the air but everything that we played today was just a small sampling of the awesomeness that can be found on this soundtrack. So, again, if you are a fan of what you heard in this episode of BG Mania, I advise you to go out, seek out the soundtrack, look on Spotify. Um, Falcom uploads all their works on Spotify, so you can find everything there. You can also find it on YouTube. I'm sure it's available for purchase as well. If you want to actually support them and give them money like I do, um, you want to definitely... Like I said, I, I want to see these guys just thrive in the industry and continue to make awesome games, continue to make awesome music because they are absolutely incredible, very talented, some of the best in the business as I always say. So that without a doubt. Yeah. Um but no, like I said, the the twenty four tracks that we played today, there's fifty five on the actual soundtrack. So if you want to go seek out um, you know, more tracks, there are significant what is it, another Thirty something plus yeah. three. Yeah, so easily thirty-one more songs to go check out if you're interested in the soundtrack. And like I said, everything that we didn't play is still epic. It's still good. So it's worth your time to invest more into the soundtrack and check it out entirely. I don't think you'll be disappointed, especially if you liked what you heard today. Uh, it's this is a beautiful track. I hope you all enjoy this and. Uh... Yeah, I look for, I look forward to doing more uh, Falcom games in the future for sure. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to start doing that. So we might we might have to pencil in some more. Obviously, like like I mentioned earlier in the episode, we do have the rest of our episodes planned out for the most part for the twenty seven for the rest of twenty seventeen. But uh, I think we'll definitely have to dedicate some more time to Falcom games because 
just when we need a rock and break, so to speak. Whenever we just need to bang our heads for a little bit. There you go. <laughs> Quiet Riot put it best. So, uh, all right. Well, thank you all so much for joining us on this episode of BG Mania. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, BG Mania is posted on iTunes and Google Play every Wednesday morning. If you have any ideas or requests for future episodes, please reach out to us on Twitter at OriginalLDG or our main outlet, LevelDownGames.com. Please be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube to stay up to date on all things Level Down Games and for future episodes of Max Level, which is our video game podcast, Game Oracles, our video game trailers show, The Gorgeous Lads of Wrestling, our professional wrestling podcast, and of course, our video reviews, unboxings, Let's Plays, and so much more. Remember to leave a rating and a review if you haven't already done so if you're listening on iTunes and Google Play. We can also be found on Facebook and Twitch.tv slash Level Down Games for all of our live streams. To take us out of the episode, again, we have the credits theme. This is the everlasting Transuient. Thanks so much for joining us this morning, and we will see you guys next week. Bye, guys.